This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tommy Tiernan Podcast. I've been listening to a lot of traditional Irish music lately, down in the hen house or hopping into the car for uh, a drive around the town and I put on a CD and it just, it lifts my spirits. It's almost as if it teaches me how to be Irish. I know that's a queer thing to say, but I I would have an image in my head of, uh, at the moment, People being kind of formless, that we have no shape and we're looking for a way of being. They talk about the um, when the Israelites left, I don't know where the fuck they were now, this would have been at, towards the beginning of the Bible, around Moses or someplace or just before Moses. I think they left Egypt or something, whatever the fuck they were doing in Egypt, God only knows. But they were in this place called the Desert of Zin and it was a bleak, barren place and I think in a queer way in terms of us knowing who we are or how to be Irish I kind of feel as if we're in we're in the bog of Zin at the minute but trad almost gives me a code, gives me a way of approaching the world. And it's a happy way. Like, I listen to Kevin Burke. Kevin Burke is a fiddler who was more or less reared in England, I think. And then played in, I think he played in the body band, although I'm not sure. I think he, did he play in Planksy? I, I don't really know. He plays by himself anyway. And his music has the, it's the liveliest, swingiest. Now, there are other fiddlers I like as well. Sean Keane, who used to play with the Chieftains by Jesus. Anytime I listen to a CD of his now, I start laughing. I start laughing because it's that brilliant. He's so good. And he seemed to have so many influences in the music. And he plays the music so fast. It just makes me kind of giggle with delight. I love Martin Hayes. Martin Hayes, you know, with the curly long hair from, is he from East Clare? And he plays music from another fucking time zone altogether. His music is, it's dream music. And it's, he was on the chat show one time. 
and he talked so beautifully about everything. No matter what, if he was talking about putting petrol into the car, he'd have a way of phrasing it that you, you'd almost fall in love with the moment that he was describing. And he, he came across as just, as pure soul. Soul with, with a clear accent. And I was talking to him after the show and I said, uh, he was kind of looking slightly forlorn. And I says, well, Martin, how are you? And he went, how are you? And I says, uh, that was fucking brilliant. And he said, he said, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. And I says, what do you mean? And he says, it, w- it was too good. He said, I came across too well. He said, I need people to know that I'm also a bit of a bollocks. So when I'm in the car and I'm listening to Kevin Burke, whose, whose music swings, it's almost like it's, the music is so optimistic, so gay, so positive, that it's almost like a mood changer. It kind of gives me the ability, it, it instructs me in lightness. And the, One of the odd things about it, I, I moved to Galway in 1988 and Galway back then, now it developed, you know, like in the 90s it was uh, porno parties and <laughs> shit cocaine and ecstasy. But when I moved here in the late 1980s, it was a trad town. And we used to drink every Wednesday and Thursday night in the Crane Bar down the West. And the music, you know, it was a strange thing looking back on it to have people in their late teens and early 20s mad for trad. But that's what we were. We'd go down, we'd have enough for five or six pints of porter and we'd listen to bazooki players and fiddle players and go down uh, and loving loving getting deep into a session I don't know if in other parts of the country they had the same thing but there were music back then was almost like a you could see the way of life that it gave people now you'd see older fellas in their 50s who'd maybe been playing sessions for 20 or 30 years, 20 and 30 years of getting paid in Porter and small bits of money. And you could say, well, you know, you kind of pay a price for that in a sense because you, you hit 50 and you're not driving around in a fancy BMW or maybe not even paying a mortgage. You're on some sort of long-term rental scheme. But for young fellas in their 20s who were getting into trad... You know, I was awful jealous of them. Like, I was courting this one from Canada one time. A fine-looking, bronzy dancer from Nova Scotia or someplace. But sure, I couldn't, I I couldn't compete with the trad lads. Like, the trad lads had a van and they'd, <laughs> you know, she'd, they'd take her off to Fenor or Doolin for a session. Sure, I, I couldn't. What can, what can I I couldn't fucking offer anything do you want to come back to the house and listen to me Bob Dylan tape um, but these fast uplifting tunes where did they come from like what part of us 
is that happy, is that delighted at being alive. It's almost like, if you think that those tunes were composed probably in times of great oppression, times of great poverty, tunes that come from the 17, 1800s, fast and lively and upbeat. It's almost like rabbit music. It's almost like seeing a hare dot and sprint from one part of a field to another. It's almost like looking at a swallow in the sky and seeing him swoop left and swoop right. It's music that's almost a soundtrack from the animal mind, that even though we were barefoot and ankle deep in muck and poverty, when you put a musical instrument in our arms, we became these otherworldly sprinting creatures. Now, there's also very sad, lonesome music that comes from that time as well. And it is haunting and you can't imagine anything more sorrowful. And it's almost like listening to the music gives me permission to be sad and sorrowful and not to feel guilty about it. You know, like some... I love Paddy Keenan. Paddy Keenan is this traveller man and by jizz when he plays the pipe fast... It's like a hurricane. It's like a, a nice hurricane. <laughs> it's like it's like beautiful speed moving through you. It's it's heavenly and fast and wild and unmannered. And when he plays a slow stuff on the flute, I mean, it's almost like our culture is saying that you can be both. You can be very sad and it's okay. I don't feel guilty about it. It's part of the shape of us. It's our condition. But the same with the fat stuff. It's okay to be giddy. It's okay to be daft. It's okay to have the swallow mind. It's okay to have the rabbit head in you. It's okay to be light and fun and gay. I spent years then buying CDs and I have a huge collection of magnificent trad albums. Like, if I was to point you towards one, just to, just to get you started, the Botty Band Live in Paris, blow the head off you. <laughs> but back when I moved to Galway, first of all, um, and I'd say for the first 10 years of my life here, I didn't own any trad albums because there was no need to own own them I could go down to the pub and listen to it you know I'd own a, a Bob Dylan tape or a Portishead album you know that you tried to get into and the reason you buy that stuff is because you weren't likely to meet Bob Dylan or Portishead in Taylor's Bar of a Thursday afternoon what do you have Bob Bob what? A sherry? You're a queer fucker altogether, you are. The porter said, lads. <laughs> what? The... Heroin! I'll see what I can do for you. 
But now that I don't get to go to sessions as much, I suppose I've had to buy the stuff to try and replicate the feeling. So I'm driving around the country in my fancy BMW now, listening to trad. Listening to the, I'm listening to great peasant music. And I mean peasant positively. I mean, I mean rags positively. I'm listening to the music of the people driving around in a fancy German car. I wouldn't know much about the different styles of music that there are in the country. My ear isn't that well tuned. I I can notice that I prefer a certain fiddlers to other fiddlers, you know. Um, and a friend of mine said one time, he was talking about the three Gaeltacht areas of the country, Donegal, Galway and Kerry. And he said each of them have a different kind of... Um, Theme is the wrong word, but it, uh, they have a different presence. He says, Donegal is about magic. You know, Donegal is a, a place of mischief and hiding and odd airs and a strange kind of place where the people are people, but they're also, I mean, are they... Are they goats or birds or bushes as well as being human? And the music kind of, he was suggesting, would represent this. He said, Kerry music is about pride and the big chest. And, you know, you're in the kingdom now. And that their music has this kind of brodul in it, this kind of... Uh, this kind of stoutness and that Connemara music is uh, about sadness that there's a lot of sadness in Connemara and a lot of the Shanno singing which is I've, I'm still trying just have my ears bent backwards and sideways and across my head trying to understand Shannos. I've I I've tried like but I just can't I can't find the familiarity in it. I can never get, I never know where I am when I'm listening to Shannos, where I am in the music. I can listen to stuff from North Africa. Do you remember the Tina Warren boys and the Desert Blues and they come and they're wrapped in, wrapped in purple sheets and they've got the dusty guitars full of, full of dust. <laughs> they're the, saying, hey, huh, hey. That, 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 that's Native American, but... I, I feel I I can I can swing into that a lot better than I can into the Shannos, but I do make an effort. Trad went through a bad phase there just after River Dance. Um because a lot of Trad players not a lot, some some prominent Trad players thought there's money to be made in this and you can always tell bad trad it's glossy it has that kind of commercial TV3 kind of look to it you know um, years ago I was doing a show in Nashville and I went to the Museum of Country Music and it was fascinating to watch the development of they had all these little video bits and it basically started off with these toothless kind of 
butching mental hillbillies sitting on the porch with their three legs and every hand at about ten fingers and playing this uh, wonderfully, again, lively like. People in the toughest of situations coming up with the liveliest of music. And then how it developed from that into uh, a bit of rock and roll maybe and then outlaw country music. You know, fellas in dungarees with tattoos on their faces boxing people and going to jail. And and then in the 80s it kind of got commercial and um, it became glossy and shite and the same type of thing happened to Irish trad that I I feel as if we're kind of we're, we're we're moving out of that now thank god there's still a trace of it like but we're seem to be moving out of it and like I said I wouldn't know a fierce amount about it really I remember being on tour and falling into Waterford and going to a session down there and noticing that there was a difference between the music I was hearing way over there in the southeast, It was a lot more organised and it was a lot more kind of prim and proper is the wrong word, but it was, it didn't have the chaos of Galway music, you know. And I was kind of, I was reacting. I was going, fucking let loose, will you fly to fuck? But it was a bit more... Rigid is probably too rigid a term, but it was kind of, you know, it was there was a tightness in it now. Still f- fine playing, like, and those people could come to Galway and end up in a session, and you'd ask them what it was like, and they might say, well, it was fine, but it was a little bit all over the place. I remember listening to a fiddle player. I think his name was, uh, was it something like Magdara O'Rahala? Or something like that, anyway. From, from, from Mead, you know. <laughs> and he has a live album recorded in, uh, in a bar somewhere in Mead. The first track I can't remember the name, but by Jesus, it's brilliant because you can. That's it. You, you hear the and you hear the clapping of the people and the. I have an album as well, um, by a fella called. Uh, Cavan, <laughs> that's his name. It was K A V A N, and he's from Cavan, C A V A N, and this album is called Cavan from Cavan. And I, I met him one time, and he says, uh, "Oh yeah, my father." He says, "My father wanted to." He said, "He wanted to give us all Cavan names." So he said, "He got away with me. He wanted to call me Sister Virginia, but my mother wouldn't let him." Virginia, you see, is also a small town in Cavan. And I said, so what, what's her name? And he goes, Bell Turbot. There would have been very little traditional Irish music in the house at home. We had a record player and only the one radio. <laughs> um, so there was no, I wasn't exposed to the music back then. I do remember visiting my granny in Athlone and of a Sunday morning been taken down to Sean's Bar. And there'd been a bit of music there and feeling the warmth of it. The warmth of a packed pub. That lovely, musty, porter kind of camaraderie and listening to tunes. And as a young fella, growing up, I mean, I would have been too young 
to catch horse slips and the way they took rock and roll and bounced into trad with that. I I caught Christy Moore. You know, I caught Davy Spillane and Moving Hearts. And then I caught, thank God, we all caught the Pogues like and sweet Sally McLennan. But then, and then the Waterboys, you know, with the Fisherman's Blues. But then coming to Galway, and back then, there would have been a core group of maybe eight or nine, not successful in terms of the outside word, world looking at you and kind of going, just they're doing very well. But successful in the way that they kept something alive and thriving. Eight or nine musicians who moved from Taft's to T. Coley's to Taylor's and to the Crane. A Bowron player, a fiddle player, uh, a mandolin player, a flute player. And they, they were Galway. Without them, Galway would have been just another town. But because of them, Galway was unique and magical. And it was those eight or nine fellas and travelling musicians would come from all over the known world to sit down and play with them. Wasn't there a phenomenal session one time in Nocton's Bar? Jeez, I, I wasn't at it now, but I heard about it. I was talking to Sharon Shannon about it. I think I remember this rightly now. It was the time that Adam Clayton sat in and played bass in Nocton's. And not only did the session last from four in the afternoon. Do you know them kind of things that just start off at four in the afternoon with one person and before you know it, word gets around the streets and next thing says there could be 15 people playing at it. Not only did the session last from four in the afternoon till two or three in the morning, but Sharon told me, I think I'm remembering this right now, that one of the tunes lasted about nine hours. But those eight or nine men and like I said not rewarded in any huge way financially and the way we commemorate people nowadays we name roundabouts or housing estates after them bypasses and benches but to me they were Galway that's it this week ladies and gentlemen um, I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you down the road God bless and good luck This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network
treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.